right, boom, it's March 12th, 2020. Thursday, March 12th, 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to a brand new episode of Kicking It With The King, episode 251. It's good to be back here on a Thursday. Very rare that we're here on a Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, but better early than never, better late than ever. I don't even know if that was even a proper analogy, but anyways, like I said, it's good to be back here on a Thursday. Very fucking cold, to be honest, but later on, like, if you're in the northern, northern California and, um, you know, Central Valley towards the uh, area, kind of like that, like, it's, um, it's cold in the morning, usually, but then, like, after a while, it gets kind of hot later on, especially if you're doing a lot of physical work and stuff like that, or you're just walking from place to place. You're one of those people that get fucking hot easily. I'm one of those people, ladies and gentlemen, to top it all off. Um, I get hot easily, especially in the summer. I move so fast. I mean, sometimes there's a lot of times where I have to fucking wear pants and and a shirt, a long sleeve or a short sleeve, it doesn't matter. That does not matter. What part that does matter is the part that I get fucking hot quickly. Oh, ooh, what a way to top the show off, talking about what makes you hot and what gets you hot. <laughs> no, it's fucking crazy. That's insane. No, but I'm just saying, like, to top it all off, like, the weather, it's pretty, um, like, it's cold, but, like, I'd rather be cold a little for a little bit, maybe, like, a few hours or so or less in the morning than to be hot with layers of clothes later on in the day. That's just me personally. I know a lot of people are different. Some people, pop, people's body masses are different. Some people's tolerance levels are different. Some people don't think about it. Some people don't give a fuck. And some people just aren't unaffected and they don't probably talk about it. But I'm here talking about it here on a, on a Thursday morning, ladies and gentlemen, for anybody that know, it's actually nearly um, a quarter till, a little bit under a quarter. No, it's 20 minutes till eight a.m. Pacific time. It's actually uh, 7.41 Pacific time right now, if you're listening from here. Quickly, before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, we are available everywhere. You get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the major podcast providers, ladies and gentlemen, they click on over to our, ch- you can also click on over, excuse me, to our Instagram, click on over. What kind of fucking analogy, what kind of fucking words are those like click on over no go ladies and gentlemen go right on over to instagram on your phone tablet wherever it is you use instagram it's also available on the web browser which is kind of weird and creepy i never thought that instagram was on there so give us our follow on instagram and twitter at kwtk pod as well as my instagram and twitter at g the king mma um Anything else, ladies and gentlemen, most likely anything that has a username and has me included is G, the King MMA. So if you find anything else that I don't know about it, give me it. Give, give, give me the fucking thing. I know TikTok's G, the King MMA. Snapchat, I have another Snapchat. I don't really use it too much. G, the King MMA as well, ladies and gentlemen. So like I said, without further ado, welcome to the show. It's good to be back here. Like I said, on Thursday, usually we're back here on Fridays or, you know, essentially sometimes on the weekend. But, you know, I don't really like to do weekend podcasts. You know, it's fucking boring. Most of the people get their shows early on in the week and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted to revert back to that just for a throwback. We're sitting here on a throwback Thursday, right? So why don't you do a throwback schedule? That's what we did. It was a throwback schedule. And I went backwards. So I went back to what we originally used to do. On a Thursday. Okay, on a Thursday. We'll put the show out. We'll, um... Everybody will still kind of have two more days. Well, right now, by the time you guys all, like, hear this and stuff, it will all be, like, 
two more work days, essentially one more. So you've worked on Friday, um, Thursday. Some people do. I mean, like, there's a handful of people, I think. You know, it's either school or work or nothing at all. But, you know, my priorities would be between school and work. Hopefully you guys do school and work or do doing something with your life. You know what? To top it off, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're hearing me, if you're understanding this, if you're up in the morning, if, if you're working, if you're doing whatever you're doing, ladies and gentlemen, then you're doing it right. As long as you include this podcast in your life, your life's going right. It doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing, ladies and gentlemen. So like I said, good morning. Welcome in. Um, got a lot interesting shit to talk about on today's show. Obviously, it's 248 wrapped last week. I didn't get a chance to do a post show or anything else like that. I was probably drunk and high out of my mind on that fight night. I didn't watch the, uh, I mean, I watched it. I didn't watch the entire card, but you know, there's a, the, the marquee fights that I did wait for. Probably started at the co-main event. I know, call me a fanboy. I didn't watch any of the other cards. I, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I get fucking lazy sometimes. And we all do. And you know, we do so much shit throughout the week that when it comes to the weekend, you're tired. When it comes to the weekend, you just want to relax and not have any crazy responsibilities. Not saying that watching fights is is a, a responsibility. It's more of a luxury. But, you know, there's people that cover the sport, legitimately writing about the sport, publishing content, creating video content, talking about multiple things on, on their podcasts regarding this sport and everything else so i would say it's a job for a lot of people it's a job for me as well um but like i enjoy it like i said i I mean it's not like i have to but i do because it's amazing and that's what we do and that's what we're gonna do here today so like i said again without further ado like i said Zhang Weili defeats Yoani on Jacek by split decision. And in the main event, Romero uh, comes up short. Israel Adesanya retains his belt against Yoel Romero for his first successful title defense. Um, so I kind of wanted to start off in the co-main event because, you know, that was regarded, everyone saying it, I know it's true, regarded as one of the best female fights of all time. So... Like I said, that's that is arguably you know those women are made to fight each other. You know they they went back and forth. It was a, it was such a fun fight. You know at the end of the day when the scorecards are red, I didn't know it was a split decision. I woke up the next day. I was like looking at the results. I I, I watched the fight, mind mind you, but I wait. Did I watch that fight? Wait, no no. I watched the main event. Okay, so I watched the main event. The, the, all respect to the ladies. I, I respect women that all get in the cage and stuff. So, in Slava Makachev, this is not a women's sport. You can go fuck yourself. That little comment, if you've seen the tweet, that's what I was kind of talking about. I'm not saying it's not a women's sport. I welcome this sport for all comers. You can be an alien. You can be an animal. You could be a fucking bear. You could be a kangaroo and still learn. Mixed martial arts, ladies and gentlemen. So, there's no limit on anybody or any genders or anybody that can be limited to training and learning mixed martial arts so don't think that i'm advocating or saying that that women shouldn't be in there but islam's makachev's a homophobic what is it homophobic tweet no oh no it's not he's not homophobe that's the wrong term it's one of those fucking long ass fucking words what what the word is uh no, it's when you are sexist against women. Okay, that's the word I should look at. Let me go and edit the last few parts out because <laughs> I don't want to upset anybody. Oh man, I, I, I to be honest, before before we talk about uh, before we go into talking about Zhang Wei Li versus Yuana, like I said, uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Shy Ed for that uh, uh, constructive criticism. So I got some con- constructive criticism. For probably the first time in my life on the show, 
And you know how this is like an MMA-based driven podcast. We, talk, we sit here and talk about the fights majority of the time, 90% of the time. Like she, was, she said that she went back and she was listening to my last three shows and she noticed that <laughs> I start the show off not talking about the fights and I ramble on and we just talk about whatever. So I had to get in like a long, it was like a long conversation of explaining that's the exact thing that I was trying to do on this show, and I just I keep thinking about it. That's why I couldn't. I, that's why I couldn't uh, go in and forward and talk about the fights right now. I just wanted to quickly talk about that. I just mentioned that 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 was funny. That was kind of like the angle that I was targeting to do. That's kind of like what I was um, planning on. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, it is a sports-driven show, so I mean, I understand what people are saying. Some people aren't accustomed to just hearing bullshit. They want to hear straight, you know, professional sports or this man defeated this man. You know, what's next? Blah, blah, blah. Give my, give my actual take. By the way, Eternal Take is out, ladies and gentlemen. Stream that shit now. I just bought the album. Little Uzi Vert has my complete respect. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a great fucking album. Stream Eternal Take available on all platforms. Hashtag not an ad. All right, um... So, yeah, that was a funny thing, like starting the show off, you know, just not talking about fights or anything else like that. It, it's, it's a good thing, though, that someone noticed that because that's exactly what I was targeting. And it takes smart minds to do that. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's get to UFC 248. OK, I, I, I've decided to come to c- the conclusion that I'm not going to sit here and discuss who I think won this or that. I'm here to discuss storylines. I'm here to I'm not, I'm done. I'm done for the moment for the time being right now because I'm lazy and I don't feel like getting into a deep I, I didn't watch the fights that closely to, to care about who the fuck won the, won the who rounds and, and this rounds and that rounds and, and, and like especially in the Romero fight I did watch the main event though and I can definitely see the frustrations everybody had with it shades of Anderson Silva versus Damian Maya shades of Tyron Woodley versus Damian Maya I mean, there's been a lot of uh, very stalemate fights. I mean, one, one that comes to the top of my mind is uh, the Derek Lewis-Francis Ngannou fight with a fight where it has the least amount of activity. But, you know, at the end of the day, Israel Adesanya is not going to put himself in harm's way. He's going to be tactical. At the end of the day, he's not here to please the fans. He may be there to please the fans. But at the end of the day, it's his fight career. At the end of the day, he's a middleweight champion. At the end of the day, it's his title he needs to defend and what he did in, you know, not emphatic fashion. I'm not going to, we're not here talking here on a Thursday morning. Oh, my God, did you see that fight that Israel was Adesanya was in? Oh, oh, my God, that was such a great. No, no one's going to be sitting there talking about how amazing that performance was. You know, you could just be happy as an Israel Adesanya fight fan or just a fan of the sport. You know, a smart person, someone who actually uses their brain to understand what these athletes need to do when it comes comes into that cage. You got to go in there and win, ladies and gentlemen. I know sometimes you got to go for broke and really go for what you need. But at the end of the day, I keep saying at the end of the day, I'm going to shut the fuck up. All right. Point being, you got to do everything you can to win those fights, regardless of what the critics say and any of that. Because if you listen to the critics... You know, they don't know what it's like, you know, watching out from the outside. Now, if you're familiar with what's going on in the cage and you actually have been in there or you're just, you know, you're insightful and you're understanding of the sport and you actually have a good eye and you know what you're seeing and what you're watching, then that's when you can talk about it. But uh, any of these other people are saying, oh, he was running, Israel was running, Israel, it was boring, it was the least amount of... I don't know about that. It wasn't like the least amount of strikes thrown or anything like that. It just wasn't really that event. I mean, it wasn't really that exciting 
of a fight for some average people. And how, however, ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't the vibe that I had when I watched it. I mean, I just watched it any more. I just, when I was watching it, these thoughts exactly were going through my head. I was like, at any given moment, when Yoel Romero chooses to burst, he can land. And he landed some big shots. He got a takedown in on Israel. And we never really seen Israel taken down. Romero was able to do it with the quickness. So, you know, um, it, it, like I said, it wasn't the most, you know, it's not a fight that I would go back and watch a billion times over. But no, it was a great fight. But, you know, it's a fight that Israel needed to show. I mean, he needed to fight Romero the way that he fought Romero. I mean, you know, you, 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 getting a dog fight with Romero. Romero usually catches 90% of the people that he fights. All respects to Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa, but three of those fights, ladies and gentlemen, were highly questionable fights. And, and you know, a lot of people said that Romero did win fight, win rounds in this fight with Israel Adesanya. You know, some people say he was, he was robbed, and, you know, I've agreed with the specifics. I'm not going to name any names on people who thought... Real L. Romero won some very respectable people and, and, and people I agree with and people I follow and, you know, kind of essentially look up to in a way and I can I, I respect too. So I can definitely go back and, you know, I can have a different opinion on Monday or, you know, the weekend or something like that about who I think won. But, you know, like I said, right now, I, I thought about it on Sunday morning. I was like, the next time I do the show, I'm not going to have and sit here, oh, I think this person won these rounds and this rounds and that rounds. Because sometimes I can get fucking exhausting. You know, I, can, I understand people do it and, then, and just this shows you, like, the nature of how crazy the sport really gets. But, um, like, I don't know. I, didn't, I just did not feel like doing it today. I did not feel like talking about it. I don't, not in that any regard. So we're going to talk about storylines here, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about what, what's happening right now. We're talking about the event. And we're happen, talking about what comes up next after that. Ooh, damn. Well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GTheQueenMMA. And follow our podcast to rate, review, share, post, talk about it. With your friends, family, and whomever. As long as you share the show with people, we're perfectly fine with that. And, you know, exposure is good, too. All right. So, like I said, regardless of if it was a closer fight, and a lot of people thought Romero won. Like I said, when I watched it, I, I, I thought it was, like, it was one, one of the most, like, you know, uneventful fights. Like I, like I said, just quickly going back to what I said, uh, I wouldn't go back and watch that one over. You're not going to see me YouTubing that. Or maybe, maybe I would, depending on, like, what it is that you're youtube mean that or you know trying to break down footage and all that but um like i said he fought romero the way he needed to fight him and you know at the end of the day he's still the champion at the end of the day you can say what you want about who won this or who won that but at the end of the day ladies and gentlemen israel adesanya is still the middleweight champion of the world so now since we're talking about storylines since we like to talk about outcomes uh, what the future holds in this world of mixed martial arts. The next challenger, arguably, in my opinion, obviously, you know, 99.9% .9 sure that that will be the next opponent. But Paulo Acosta, he was in attendance. Um, looked quite beefy, to be honest with you. But, you know, he's out of camp. He just got done being injured. Uh, he had soldier surgery. And, you know, the guy hasn't really been able to train fully. But, you know, at the end of Did you see that video of uh, Logan Paul? Logan Paul getting knocked out by Paulo Costa in training. A lot of people are saying it's a work. I don't know. I think maybe it's true. I mean, I mean Logan Paul I mean, showed him holding his own with the wrestling. I mean, the wrestling of Logan Paul. You want to catch that video? That shit was fucking good, though. <laughs> he held his own. From from the short clip that I seen, he, he appeared to have held his own. So, um, 
I think it was a, it was pretty, it was pretty cool, like I said. Um, but yeah, like I said, so Paulo Costa is next for Israel Adesanya. And if you go back and remember the Paulo Costa Rio El Romero fight, that was, you know, a fight where Paulo Costa absolutely gave all, threw all the fucks out the window. He, he, he did not give a fuck in that fight, meaning that he is willing to go toe to toe with the Mike Tyson uh, of MMA right now, at least in the middleweight division, the former Yoel Romero, meaning that he went forward. He fought him. He, um, you know, he wasn't afraid to throw exchanges, even risking the fact that he could potentially get knocked out. And, you know, that was the fight, you know, that was really one of the closest fights. I mean, that fight could have been five rounds. I would have been a lot, you know, I think we had a lot more happier people on the planet if you're a fight fan, especially if that fight went, went five rounds. I mean, they, you know, every time somebody land clean, they're all hurt. And like, good, it's gracious, man. I mean, these fucking, um, these fucking, um, I mean, these guys did not stop. They did not, uh, you know, they threw down. They're both bloody. It was a very close fight. Um, a lot of people thought Romero won. I thought Romero won, including that too. And, um, you know, like I said, those fun fights. I mean, that shows you how vicious and how nasty Paulo Costa is if he's able to, you know, kind of, you know, bite down on his mouthpiece. And he did get caught a couple times. He got dropped a couple times. They both got hurt on multiple occasions in that fight. So, I mean, that shows him, shows you that he's not afraid to go to war when it comes to that. But, um, you know, for a guy like Israel, you look at how fantastic he is with his counters, his movements, all the different things that he, that he's good with. His distance, his his, uh, his timing, you know, his accuracy. Um, you know, he, you know, he's able to time things so well. I mean, if you look at that knee he landed on Brunson, and then the way he it followed it up and finished him, you know, his hands are like a whip. You know, he uses his hands like a like a whip to, um, you know, essentially like he punches, like he punches. It's like a rubber band shooting off you. Like you push a button and he's like a activated video game, instant kill, you know, kind of vibe. That's the kind of vibes he kind of gets. So is the instant kill kind of vibes. And, you know, that's what Israel Adesanya is known for. I mean, it just takes the right fight. And people can't sit here and shame Israel Adesanya. That was one of the most disgusting things that I could probably see on a Monday morning following uh, UFC 248 was the criticism that Israel got. And uh, Ariel Hawani, shout out to Ariel Hawani, made a great point about this. You know, people are mad at Israel because they weren't entertained because he didn't throw himself into the fire. Well, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, he's 18 to no. At the end of the day, it's about hitting and not getting hit. Getting hit. And if you look at Floyd Mayweather, he was like the, the, the top defensive boxer of all time. You want to get in there. You want to make your money. You want to get your legacy. Um, you want to keep your legacy intact. And you know what? Well, you want Israel Adesanya to get knocked out because of a careless mistake? You want him to get knocked out like Anderson Silva got knocked out by Chris Weidman because he was acting stupid? No. Why the fuck would he do that? At this point in time, he, you know, basically, you know, he's just starting his reign. You know, obviously, you got to fight Romero strategic way. Same thing can be said when Tyron Woodley fought Wonderboy. That's the only way that he can fight him, tactically. Because you make any mistakes with a guy like Wonderboy, you make any mistakes with a guy like Paulo Costa, and you make any mistakes with a guy like Yoel Romero, you're going to be waking up with a flashlight in your face, and that's some facts, ladies and gentlemen. So, no shame goes to the way Israel Sonya fought. You know, sometimes those fights happen. But, you know, it, you know, it is upsetting. And I have to be honest completely. Like, watching a fight like that every fucking week, and I don't know if I'd be excited to watch. I think I wouldn't watch if I knew the fights were actually going to be like that. So, I mean, 
Thankfully, in our sport, it's not as crazy or as hectic as it could be. And no, not as in when I mean like, you know, when it comes to people just being so un, unsatisfied. I mean, you got that fight as the main event, but, you know, a lot of people are still a little bit fired up because the main event, after the co-main event, arguably should have been the main event, in my opinion. I mean, that was one of the craziest fights of all time. I mean, Joanna, yeah, I did watch it, actually. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, I did. They're going back and forth. I mean, that huge human toma on Joanna's head. A lot of people thought Joanna won. It was a split decision, like you said. I mean, if they run that back, that's going to be a crazy fight. I mean, a lot of people were real high on Zhang, including myself. If you remember the last show, I was talking highly of Zhang, and I said how much she scared me, and I said how much... Uh, you know, how how vicious and how nasty and, you know, how how I thought, you know, essentially if she would land, if she would land on Yuan's chin, um, she uh, she she would do some damage and she hits real hard. And, you know, she showed that in that fight. I mean, busting that hematoma. I mean, that was one of the biggest like injuries I've seen on a female fighter in a long time. So um, I think like I just. Uh, yeah, I mean, it shows you, man, those women are crazy. In a good way, in in the best way, shape and form. This is uh like the, the um, this is the like the nicest compliment ever. I mean, that was one of the highest levels, uh, highly exciting fights where you know it was like a 50-50, 50-50 going into that fight. I'm not gonna say and score, score rounds or anything else like that. You know, ladies and gentlemen, for sure, I'll go back and probably watch that one. I'll, I'll go back and watch all of these and have a better answer. But like I said, I'm here to just talk about storylines, so. You know, at the end of the day, Zhang uh, retains. Oh, that was such a close fight. I think. The, um, I think if they like were to run that one back, it would be. Uh, I think it would be a, you know sim- not similar outcome, but similar, but you know a lot more decisive. But like when you get a um, contest is that close, it's hard to really say because you know we, we get we get there's handfuls of fights. There's certain fights that we can have on that can be close all the time I mean you look at the Frankie Edgar Benson Henderson fights you look at the Jose Aldo uh well let me try to see the second Jose Aldo and Chad Mendes fight I guess um and you just have certain people that fight that uh just every fight they have is close Benson Henderson's one of those guys that comes to mind um all his fights, all his title, all his title fights. If he wasn't dominating, they were razor thin close. They were razor thin, uh, you know, fights. And uh, and th- and then some. So let's go. Let's let's retract our way and go right back to Paulo Costa. Okay. So I, I was meaning to say something that has to do with Israel Adesanya, right? Okay. So we're going to talk about his his style. Like I said, I broke that all down earlier. Like I said, his creativity, his footwork, his accuracy, his timing, his speed, his patience, great chin too, um, amazing takedown defense, all the above. I mean, the nasty knees, he's a phenomenal, severely credentialed kickboxer, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know that. Um, but like I said, when I was going to talking about Paulo Costa, right, he, he's the type of guy that, you know, just has no fucks. He gives no fucks. He comes forward. He's looking to take your head off. I mean, someone who's aggressively coming at you like that and, you know, obviously can pose a lot of problems and can make for a potential similar fight. Damn, my voice cracked. That's so embarrassing. Um, it can make for a potential similar fight or it can land Paulo Costa to be open to getting knocked out very quickly. Especially if you just, you know, you let your, you let your, um, what is it? You let your, your, 
your ego, not your ego, your, your fight IQ just goes out the door and you just want to tear his head off. I mean, some of the stuff that Paulo said about Israel has been kind of outlandish and, and, and quite childish too. So, I mean, you're only as good as your IQ, right? Whatever you're saying and speaking is probably similar to how you're acting, if, you, if that makes any sense. So if you're saying some pretty uh, childish or stupid or unintelligent things repeatedly and constantly, then I, I'm going to think you're that unintelligent. But, you know, his fighting says otherwise, ladies and gentlemen. So he, he looks good. I mean, he's dangerous. I mean, Paulo Costa's, you know, bodied up for sure. I mean, he, he loses that weight. You're not going to call him that anymore. I mean, Israel versus Paulo Costa. Is he in, is he 100% clear to go? I don't know. I, I, I want to know. Is he 100% clear to go? Is this title fight something that we should have at International Fight Week? Hmm, that sounds pretty nice. I mean, like I said, it, I mean, it, uh, um, going back to the Romero fight and how Romero performed against Israel, he really didn't kind of take that many risks. He, he, he exploded every so once in a while, but he didn't go after it. I mean, when you have somebody going after it, you know, Israel can't be that, he's not going to be that relaxed. He can't be that relaxed because, you know, he's going to have someone coming at him, you know, full steam ahead and, you know, Paulo Costa hits hard, so, and he's vicious and he's nasty, and and, um, and he just doesn't have give doesn't give any fucks. I mean, obviously Israel's gonna have to be very good defensively, and he showed that time in and time out against the stiffest, stiff, I wouldn't say the stiffest, the stiffest top uh, top competition that the UFC has to offer. I mean, like I said, the fastest track to a world championship fight. And a championship, uh, you know, reign, you know, I've ever seen, you know, Israel's fast track to UFC stardom, stardom and, and w winning the belt. I mean, the way he won the belt as well. Um, that's all been fantastic, man. And like I said, he just added another chapter to his book by defeating Yoel Romero. And he will add another chapter, which is Paulo Costa fight. Very dangerous fight. It makes it interesting because if you want to get into a violent kickboxing exchange with Israel, man... <laughs> Some people don't get out of it, you know. He, he, he's very nasty. I mean, if you look at the, the, you know, he's not like, like I said, he has power and stuff, but it doesn't come to mind like a Mike Tyson like power, just very accurate. So he hits you with some blinding like short, like you know, real real fast punches and stuff, and those are the ones that freaking hurt. Versus being like knocked out. Some people don't feel it. You know, once they get up in the morning or whenever they get up from being not in the morning, they'll be concussed for like. Probably more than seven hours if you're getting up in the morning after a knockout. But, um, damn. Jesus Christ, fuck. Jesus Christ. Uh, but, um, yeah, so once you have the flashlight in your face, you get up, you don't really feel it. I've never been knocked out, and nor will I ever be knocked out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, if you look at, um, like, the style of Paulo Costa. Now, he can come in and get caught with a short shot. He can get... I mean, those punches, okay. So, what I was going to say about those punches, okay. So, they're, like, accurate as fuck. He's just accurate as fuck. He's sharp. His punches hurt. And he he hurts people, man. You know, he has he has power. But, you know, there's the fact that every punch he throws, every kick he throws, every knee he throws, in my opinion, is very calculated. He's just very seasoned striker. I mean, he's very, very good. So, like I said, it's like a video game when you watch him. So, um... And, uh... So, like I said, it could be dangerous, also be beneficial. But, like I said, two powerhouse, uh, two bodied up absolute killers coming in there and, uh, you know, back to back. I mean, Israel's fighting, 
you know, he fought Robert Whitaker. He's fought Yoel Romero. And now he will be fighting Paulo Costa, you know, in, in the future, in the near future. So you look at the fucking resume of fucking Israel Asanya. I mean, going from Rob something, Rob, I forgot his name, Rob what, fucking Emerson. No, I don't know, something. The dude from Australia. So it was a dude from Australia. Then he went and pieced up Brad Tavares for five rounds. Then comes in, knocks out Derek Brunson in, in video game emphatic fashion. That was like a like a downloaded trick. Like he downloaded those freaking moves out of a kung fu movie and just absolutely annihilated them in that first round. And then he comes in, knocks out Rob Whitaker. Then he comes in, defends his belt against Yoel Romero. And imagine him defending against Paulo Costa. I mean, you can't say that that short body of work is isn't presented. Is it? Uh, what is it? Not the word I'm looking for. I mean, you gotta say that. Fucking imagine him defeating Paulo Costa. Israel Adesanya's last few fights. Derek Brunson, Robert Whitaker, Brad Tavares. I mean, obviously not in chronological order or, you know, from highs to lows to best to worst. Um, and the win over Robert Whitaker, I mean, the win over Romero. I mean, his body of work just equally gets better and better. And he's showing you, he keeps showing you why he's a champion. So, like I said, Israel versus Bordeshina, very interesting fight. I'm, I'm interested to see how it would go nor if it would be similar to the last fight that Israel had with Rio Romero with maybe a little bit more damage. You know, Romero, I would say if Israel got unscathed in this fight with Romero, he's not leaving unscathed with Paulo Costa. But like I said, styles make fights and this, this makes for an interesting fight. So that's enough, enough being said with that. It's an exciting fight. I hope, uh, you know, they get back in there sooner rather than later. Um, for Zhang, um, immediate rematch time, UFC signed the contract. Um, I mean, both women and, you know, both women seem to really want that. But, you know, based off the damage that both of those women sustained in that fight, yeah, I'm not clamoring for a rematch, and nor am I clamoring for either of those women to fight for probably like six months or so. So I don't think that, I mean, you know, talking about a future-wise, yeah, that seems interesting. Yeah. Uh, interesting, I mean, other than the other uh, top top contender uh, strawweight fight, uh, Rosanam Yunus versus uh, Jessica Andrade 2, uh, if you remember the Jessica Andrade slam, slammed Rose in their in their first fight and um, became the champion, that's when Rose lost the belt. Um, and um, now they're they're running that back. Winner of that probably will get a title shot. But you know, Joanna's uh, in a weird spot too. I mean, same spot as Yoel Romero. And um, what is it? You know, she, they're all. It's it's just all fucking weird, man. Um, you know, you think about, you know, how close that fight was, you know, literally you can fall prone in, in certain title fights, dude, and not show up. But then you put them. In. So let's just break it down like this. Get get me 10 title fights. All 10 of my fights are going to be title fights. Imagine how good I'm going to do in some of those. They're all going to be close. They're all going to be, you know. No, a lot of the fights are, all the fights that Joanna's in are highly tactical. All, I mean, if you say, comparable to Valentina, if you look at all her fights, they're all tactical. They're all very calculated and, and you know, phenomenal performances. And, and, you know, they all look very tactical, very technical and, you know, heavily skilled. So every fight that she has, she's ever had, man, she's looked absolutely phenomenal, fantastic. And, you know, obviously, like I said, she's come up short in some of them, but, you know, mo majority of the time, she's looked absolutely amazing, and, you know, no one's been able to stop her. So, like I said, you can continue that, and, you know, said she's in a unique spot. A lot of people thought she won that fight. Um, so, 
Obviously, damage says otherwise, but you never know how truly damaged both of those women were. But in that fight, that was a crazy-ass fight. So, I, I mean, I, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, I could be talking about who I fought won. You know, a lot of people thought Ioana won. I mean, it was a close fight. I mean, a lot closer than a lot of people anticipated and um, gave Ioana the credit for. Like I said, I wasn't shaming her on this last on the last episode of the podcast talking about breaking it when I was breaking it down or saying that she can't win. It's just like, you know, you never know, never truly know when someone's end is. And, you know, that just shows you that you can't sit there and judge based off of bad fights or bad performances. Cause anything in the sport is possible. Anything is possible. If you believe. No forget Jesus. I can't do my Romero accent because my mouth's dry. My throat's dry right now. It's Michael Bisping's Yoel Romero. I want the accent fucking up. There he is, bro. That shit makes you fucking laugh. Is it time to do plugs? 32 minutes in, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we are brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You want a podcast in 2020? Everybody's doing it. You want to sit and talk about the coronavirus for for two hours, three hours or plus, or anything else to that point? Horrible reference, by the way. But anyways, like, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and like I said, creativity, distributing your podcast, reaching a new audience. You like audience? You like connecting with people? You like giving your thoughts on things? You like talking shit? You like talking about sports you like debating with people anchor is that for you ladies and gentlemen it's five stars it's free 100 easy to use no subscriptions necessary i know a handful of people that use anchor it's it's easy as one two three you literally can bring it with you all you need is your tablet your phone any device wi-fi connectivity or a data connection is required i've been using anchor for about three months no three years three months what the fuck how can I sit here and sound that confident about an app that I only use for three months? No, ladies and gentlemen, I've used it for three years plus, and it's been perfect app. I can bring it with me anywhere. I can go to Los Angeles. I can go to San Francisco. Go to Sacramento, as I named three of the coronavirus main places. We're going to talk about coronavirus in a second, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but like I said, Anchor.fm/start to start. If you want to um, visit the website directly, or if you want to be fancy, it's 2020. Everybody has smartphones. Download the Anchor app in the App Store. iPhone, Android, Anchor apps available, both of them for free, 100% free. Five-star rating, five-star reviews. I use Anchor to publish every single episode of Kicking It With The King, and it also distributes your podcast for you and shares it to all those major podcast providers like Spotify, like iTunes, like iHeartRadio, all the major podcast providers. Anchor automatically distributes it. It's a partner with Spotify and it distributes your podcast so it's accessible by everybody and it's available 100% free. Ladies and gentlemen, you can visit my podcast directly on the Anchor website at www.anchor.fm slash kwtkpod. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, anchor.fm slash kwtkpod. Pod. Now back to the show. All right. Um, so, do we got fights this weekend? What fights are this weekend? Which ones? It seems like I don't know if we like if we've had breaks in a while, but seeing it now, if we don't have breaks, is better. So we can have continue. I feel like there's just like something I'm leaving out. You ever? Uh, you guys ever like feel like that? Like you feel like you're leaving something out. It's not the same. Anyways, let me pull up the UFC's Twitter and see what fucking cards we got left. I mean, what we got next. Yeah, we do have fights because I I picked some bets on some fights the other day. Um, 
Kevin Lee versus, uh, this is where we're going to translate into the coronavirus talk and stuff like that. So Kevin Lee versus Charles R. Oliveira is later on this weekend in Brasilia, Brazil. But due to the recent coronavirus spread, a lot of company, or not a lot of, you know, one championship. I don't know if Bellator's doing it. I don't know if UFC's, yeah, UFC is doing it. So they're having closed door event. That means no fans are allowed in the fucking stadium. Only the commentators, UFC security, and the fighters, and probably the fighters' teams. Only people allowed in the whole arena. No fans are allowed this weekend due to the Brasilia, uh, um, due to the corona outbreak. But this is the first action is to be taken in Brazil by the UFC due to the outbreak and stuff, which is kind of creepy. Not really. Like I said, I'm going to give you my complete thoughts about all this stuff. It's not creepy. It's just, uh, like, I don't know. Do the fans get refunded? Do their, does their money go back to them? I know that's how the basketball games were the other day or something like that. They said something about uh, you know, refunding the players all their... Oh, not the players, but the fans refunding the money. But now how do they make money? Like, it seems like this whole... Uh, thing kind of like was set up if it makes sense like it's like part of a timed calendar and it's just like everything's so there's so many things going on oh okay let's think about the coronavirus right now let's not think about the presidency let's not focus on anything else let's not focus about let's not focus on real well, obviously, nowadays, real-life problems. I was going to say, there's so many other different things that are going on in the world that, like, people can be focusing on, but all of a sudden, the coronavirus comes out of nowhere from Wuhan, Wuhan, China. My friends in Wuhan. I have friends in Wuhan. I'm just kidding. I don't I was going to drop, like, a bar. I was about to, uh, what, what do the kids call it? Spit a beat? Or drop a beat? Goddamn. Um... But yeah, I mean, I've seen. Uh, oh man, <laughs> you should have heard that. I was about to say, my friends in Wuhan, I got your booze on, motherfucking Wuhan. I'm just kidding. I need to stop. I'm, I'm fucking. I need to stop fucking playing around. <laughs> Watch, we're gonna get canceled because we're offend. We're gonna offend too many people. Oh, it's a serious, serious thing. Oh, the, the outbreak's crazy. Yeah, if you notice, ladies and gentlemen. Coronavirus targets people 50 and older with horrible immune systems. So am I worried? No. First things first, no. I mean, I did think twice about publicly traveling to specific places that I want to go and stuff. But it still hasn't 100% stopped me to where I'm sitting in my house and not doing anything curled up in a little ball. It doesn't worry me. I mean, if you were, like I said on the last episode, if you fucking sit here and try to cough on me, I'm going to sock you in your face or something like that. But, um... Other than that, you just got to stay clean and, you know, try not to watch too much public television. Try not to read too much shit on the internet, on Instagram. But like I said, nowadays in 2020, it's unavoidable. So people are going to continue to keep looking at shit that scares them. You know, sometimes you read things on the internet that aren't true. Sometimes you get panic. Sometimes the mainstream media tries to fill your head with lies or give you guys things that you shouldn't be thinking about. Now, not for sure. Like I said, any virus, any disease, anything around innocent civilians that can harm people, that can cause people to, you know, panic, quote unquote panic, you know, um, it's a very, very, uh, what is it? Very something you really need to pay attention to but 
if you know like your facts, if you pay attention to like the facts and you do your research and you pay attention to actual things and, and actual reliable resources and sh- shit like that, you can you can find the best and and uh, the more the most assuring and safest and most legitimate way to keep yourself and you know give your thoughts to your friends and family. I mean, give advice to people about how you should prepare. Like I said, just be clean. Don't be nasty. Don't shake hands. Simple. <laughs> Jesus, guys, if you're not if if you're under fifty, well, ladies and gentlemen, my bet is you're fine. And I was looking at something like ninety nine point seven percent curable if you're under fifty. I mean, like I said, it's easy. I mean, has anyone that's twenty or under or anybody like that died from that? It, it, it was just in the news yesterday about a Tom Cruise, not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks and his wife. Rita something. I don't remember her fucking last name. I don't follow those people like that. Um, Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Tom uh, Hanks is an bi- amazing actor, by the way. But you know, I didn't follow it like that. But they have just tested positive for coronavirus too. But I've been seeing people say like something about it being like a hoax, like a hoax, like uh, like I seen. Uh, who was it that said? Oh, little Duval. Okay, I was looking on his Instagram page, right? And uh, he said he's he was saying like. Uh, he was like, I wonder who they're going to pay to say that they have it next. And then what happens? It creates media. Okay. Mike Tyson, they're like, oh, I have coronavirus. Now. I've been diagnosed. I have just been diagnosed with coronavirus. What does it do? You know how much clout you're going to get? You know how much fucking attention you're going to get just from saying that? You know how many family members? You know how many motherfuckers are going to be paying attention either trying to avoid talk or publicize everything that's going on dude there could be there could be someone in like say like say like in like i'm trying to think of a big city like not a big city maybe like a city that hasn't really had anything yet you could just sit there and and fucking play with some people or something be like yeah i have it or something like that and then everyone's gonna be talking about everyone's gonna get all scared and nervous and watch watch the world like create panic it's like sitting in the background and watching that happen. Oh my god, it's just fucking hilarious. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, literally, you can concoct a plan to do that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's the right thing to do. But you can bullshit people so much. Like American people or just people in society nowadays believe anything they see on the internet. That's the part that's crazy. Now I'm not sitting here trying to shame that coronavirus thing, but you know, just seeing it on my timeline and it, if you can mute words on social media, is there a possible way I can mute those two words and never see them again in my timeline? Because oh my god, everything I look at on my phone or Twitter is just all talking about the same things. Cool. People are panicked. Cool. What's the toilet paper for? Wiping your ass? I'd wipe my ass with, with our, with our, you know, regardless of the disease or, or regardless of not, because that's fucking nasty. Quarantine a motherfucker for not wiping their ass in general. Stay the fuck away from me if you ever wipe your ass. <laughs> Does that make any sense to you motherfuckers? It's just, what's the toilet paper for? I understand the hand sanitizer. Maybe some paper towels, maybe some canned foods, maybe some big masks. Okay, cool. Like I said, all you got to do is stay clean. Stay away from people coughing on you and shaking hands. Imagine you got a job interview or some shit now. Like, imagine a job interview nowadays and on, on March... On March uh, 12, 2020, you have a job interview and you don't want to shake their hand. 
Are you going to get the job? Are you going to risk it all? What's going to happen? <laughs> Can you guys imagine that shit? <laughs> the fucking shit's crazy. Yeah, this fucking world's fucking weird. Then you go back and see the, the Simpsons. The Simpsons predicted... I forgot what episode it was. Let me see what episode it was that the Simpsons predicted that shit. Hold on. Yeah, we're supposed to be talking about fights. We're supposed to be talking about fights. No, I'm not talking about fights. This is more fun. This is more entertaining. I like I like this more than anything. All right, Simpsons. Let me, I'm Googling this shit right now. Simpsons. Okay. Simpsons coronavirus episode. Just watch The Simpsons and you'll be up to date with anything that you have that's any worried or any potential worries. I say just look at it. All right. All right. What episode was it? All right. Let me look. My hand's fucking freezing right now. Excuse me. Jesus. I don't even know. Oh, it it, it was ep- it was episode. Um, so they supposedly um, predicted it in 1993. So that's three years before I was born. So um, like 20, yeah. So 26 years ago, predicting something that happened. 20, yeah, in 2020. Which is crazy. Dang. Keep your thoughts to yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, now I was thinking something. I, no, if you knew where I was, you you understand. Alright, um it's fucking cold. And uh said, uh, let me see what else we got. Um forty five minutes in. I'd say that's that's all we really I mean really got. <laughs> I mean I hope I didn't like offend anybody on that corona shit but it's just quite simple ladies and gentlemen you gotta be you gotta be just be smart about it now like i said i know like at the end of the day like i'm I'm a nice guy a nice person at the end of the day i wouldn't wish anybody like harm or anybody that gets this this disease virus whatever you want to call it i don't wish harm on any of those people like that now i just i just refuse to be um like i refuse to be consumed by things that I shouldn't, like, be consumed by. That's the thing, if that makes any sense. Like, consumed. That's just important. Like, you shouldn't be consumed by lies. Not saying that they're lies, but you shouldn't be consumed by things that don't have facts. I mean, once this disease is is high enough to where you can't even fucking look at me, otherwise I'll get something, then we'll talk. But this thing, this, these numbers, the stats, everything's so under... The flu. Let me read some stats off. No, the fuck we're not going anywhere, bitches. We're staying right here. Because we're going to provide some facts and some evidence and all these other different shit. Hey, I, there's this meme that I see. <laughs> it says Corona corona sex. It's like it's like when you're in the uh, mission, missionary. Isn't that when like, the, the chick's on her back? And she's blowing in his face. And it says unsafe next to it. And then on the bottom, it has her in um, doggy style. And she's blowing the opposite way. That, <laughs> that he's hitting it from the back and she's going the opposite way of what it is. Okay, let me look at, aside from that, let me look at the stats. Okay, so tuberculosis' um, count of, of cases, 3,014. 
data pack. Yeah, so 3014, and that leads still to this day, okay? So tuberculosis is uh, number one all time. Hepatitis B, the case 2430. Number two, pneumonia. 2,216, HIV, AIDS, 2,110, malaria, 2,002, at the end of the day, I'm not reading every one of these fucking long ass words, okay, so let me just go all the way down to coronavirus, 56, that's a lot less than 3,014, not saying that the number can't increase, but stats don't lie, folks, women do. Stats don't lie. So when the woke things are harder to find because bullshit is being pushed around. So like I said, I don't believe in. I don't, like I said, I'm not offended. I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not worried about anything. I'm gonna go to movies. I'm gonna do all these different things. However, I'm not gonna shake motherfuckers' hands. Like I said, that really brought brought my mind to like a like a potential thought. Like what the fuck would happen if you had a job interview? I'm not shaking your hands, or I'm dipping my hands in sulfuric acid after we're done. I don't know if that was the right one. No, I'm sticking my hands in hand sanitizer, a bucket of it too. So, um, yeah, yeah. Anyways. we're going to have another show on Friday, tomorrow. We'll be back or we'll return tomorrow for sure. And uh, we've got more to talk about, more things to come about. So don't don't sit here and, and think that it's the end because we will be back next week for sure. Um, appreciate you guys for joining us here on this live edition. By the time you guys hear it, it won't be, but thank you for joining here on this live edition. Just know that at one point in time, I was live. So appreciate you guys for joining us follow us on twitter at kwtk pod at instagram at kwtk pod my twitter instagram at g the king mma um facebook.com slash gabriel the king hernandez and like i said we're available everywhere you get your podcast anchor.fm slash kwtk pod ladies and gentlemen we'll be back tomorrow we'll be back sooner rather than later ladies and gentlemen we're out bye folks